Welcome to Primitive Moves, a podcast brought to you by Gettysburg College and Gettysburg Entrepreneurial Thinkers. I'm Marco Greenberg, author of Primitive, Tapping the Primal Drive that Powers the World's Most Successful People. On this podcast, I'm talking to the brightest minds in business to get their advice for students jumping into the job market and anyone at any point in their career journey. Here to help me are Professor Drew Murphy and a bunch of Gettysburg students. Today, you'll hear our conversation with Love Welchel. He's got a stellar name, doesn't he? Love is what I call agnostic in my book. He's a generalist, does just about everything. He helped organize the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, worked in the C-suite of a major advertising agency, and ran HR for rapper Sean Combs. You may know him as P. Diddy at Bad Boy Worldwide Entertainment. Love is now a digital entertainment and technology entrepreneur. As you'll hear, I started our discussion with a passage from my book about the moment, and I mean moment, when Love took the job with Sean Combs. Here's Love Welchel. So I'm going to read this quickly, and then I want to launch into the discussion. Love okay. Welchel III was on his way to Los Angeles International Airport when the driver turned to him and said, I've got Sean on the line. He wants to talk to you. The driver thrust a cell phone at Love, who took it hesitantly. Hello? Love, it's Sean. I want you to take the job. Can I think about it first? This is a big decision for me. I'm not going to enjoy my weekend unless I know you took this job, Love. You need to give me an answer right now. In the span of a second, Love considered the pros and cons of the new role. He was making a very good salary as global chief talent officer at Young and Rubicamp. After scratching and clawing his way up the corporate ladder, he had finally arrived in the C-suite. He could coast for the next few decades and retire a very wealthy man. Now a guy he had met 30 minutes ago was telling him to upend his life and begin a new career in the entertainment industry. Quote, fine, I'll do it, Love said confidently. What is that like? to work with people that are that driven, that intense, that well-known? It's highly stressful. These triple type A personalities have a winner-take-all way of life, going for things. They don't believe in no, and all they know is, is how to win and that we're going to win. And they want what they want when they want it. So you're, it's stressful because you're on call and you have to be on all the time. You can never be caught not on and ready to go and up to perform. Right. You've done a lot of different things in your career. One of the reasons why we profile you in the agnostic chapter, right? It's not just that you've worked in the entertainment industry. It's not just that you've worked on Mad App the advertising PR marketing industry. It's not just that you've also started your own initiatives as an entrepreneur. You can't put Love Welchel in any box. And that's by design, right? Absolutely. So I never crafted this path for myself. Like I had friends in high school like, well, I'm going to go to undergrad at UCLA and then I'm going to get my law degree here. And then I'm going to... That never made sense to me. And I get bored easy. If I'm not excited when I wake up to do something, I'm like, listen, maybe I need to do something else. So my thing is, listen, I know I don't know everything about making widgets, but widgets are interesting to me. And I'm going to read up everything I possibly can find out about these widgets 
and I'm going to learn things that most people don't know about them. And I'm going to delve mind, body, and soul into this. And when I do that, I can compete with anyone. I can speak to it intelligently. I can walk the walk as well as talk the talk. And that's what I do. But then when it's no longer interesting or I've, I've done all that I can to move it as far forward as I can, I move to the next adventure. And that keeps things interesting to me. It keeps things exciting for me. And it's good for people who I work with because when I'm in, I'm all in. I don't do anything halfway. It's all or nothing. Love, about four years ago, you came to Fordham to give a guest lecture. And people were peppering you with questions about, you know, how do I game these job boards? And how do I look at Indeed and LinkedIn? And how do you make sense of that? What do you tell a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old today that's facing much more stark economic realities, i.e. unemployment, than back four and a half years ago? What advice do you have to them? What do's and don'ts? Because you're someone that has an eye for talent. And I want you to convey some of that wisdom to, to the kids out there. Status quo is not the way to go. You have to stand out. You can't just be some cookie cutter applicant on a platform. You've got to show us something special. And one thing I learned about when I started working in advertising is that the folks that we were really interested in went off script. They showed they didn't tell. They sent in a video. They did a project. They talked about something at an interview that they actually did. And that separated them from everybody else that was applying. And even though they may not have had the exact skill set that was typed up in that job description, they stood out and nine times out of 10, they got the job. So you can't go status quo. There's a foundation that you have to start off with, with me and what I look for in talent. And again, it has nothing to do with your skill set. It's passion about what you do, integrity, and it, it is also curiosity. You apply for a job, you've got this resume that looks like this resume, that looks like that resume, but there's something about you that stands out that you're really interested in the, in, in the position. And this sometimes comes off in an email after a meeting, prior to a meeting with the candidate that says, hey, I see what you guys are doing X, Y, and Z in, in the trade magazines. These are my thoughts on that. Or what about this? Or can I ask you about that? That curiosity makes you stand out. And then when, when I'm sitting with the hiring managers and we're looking at making a hire, we're talking about those questions and saying, hey, this person's really interesting. Those are the folks that get the call back, especially when you got 500 people applying for one job, which is pretty much the norm now. Let's get political. I want to get your POV on diversity in terms of ethnicity, race, gender, age. Talk about that stuff and tell us your view that might be contrary to what everyone else says out there. Okay. Diversity of ethnicity, gender, religion, all those things are great, but the real diversity that we look for in the talent business is diversity of thought because it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside okay that doesn't really tell me who you are that thought diversity the way you think what you're bringing to the table as an individual is more compelling and interesting to me and people who are looking for great talent people who are looking for someone with that je ne sais quoi you can't see it it's not going to come in a certain package Talk about what super 
official showmanship means in the age of Black Lives Matter? Okay, so we think it's really cool that you went to your Instagram page and you blacked it out, put a black box up there, you put Black Lives Matter. Nobody really cares about that if you ask the regular person on the street. When we go to your leadership page, we see your corporate leadership team, and there's no diversity on that team, and it all looks cookie cutter. They all went to the same school. They all got the same background. That's more important. So show us some substance. We see your style. That's a nice picture. It means nothing. Some powerful messages right there from Love. Now it's time to turn things over to Professor Drew Murphy, who had some questions for Love, and as you'll hear, some great advice of his own. Then some Gettysburg students will jump in too. told a number of stories of how when you go for interviews you want to be completely aware that they're watching you all the time and I'm curious if maybe you had a couple things in your trade craft that you always just kind of put in your arsenal something you watched or something you looked for or you and I both know like there's sometimes there's some little things that if they know those little things it really helps them a lot. Sure sure so one of the things that I tap into when I'm interviewing a, a candidate is I give them a chance to tell their story. So know your story. You know, everyone always says, have your elevator pitch. Well, there, there's some truth to that. Know what you want to say and get it in. Come up with a concise narrative about, hey, here's who I am. Because I am, I do want to know about you. I want to know not only about your work experience. What do you like? What do you do? What do you enjoy? Do you have a way to tell your story? So I look for someone who can explain who they are, what they're looking for. Give me that quick summary so that's important. The other thing I look for is their presentation. To me, if you're on time, you're probably already late. So if you show up on time, you've done your homework, you know how we present, I look for the person who is dressed not for the job that they're interviewing for, but they're looking for the next level. So I look at their presentation. That doesn't have to mean you have to have a suit on or, or some dress. It's just some little touch points to say, hey, I know what this, this environment is. I understand and read up on the culture. And I'm presenting my way in a way that's palatable to this environment. So I look for that. The third thing I look for is what kind of questions they ask me. Not just what they say, but, but how they approach their thinking and their question. That they're asking me a question based on something that I've said in that meeting. That they're quick on their feet. And they're like, okay, you mentioned this. Well, my question to you is this based on what you shared with me. That lets me know that you're quick on your feet that you're listening, and that you have some real interest. Quite a number of you on this call are athletes at Gettysburg. Please put your athletics at the top of your resume. It's very important. It's quite a thing to be a college athlete. My point to you is when you're looking for a job, it is not a time for you to be unnecessarily humble. You do not want to come off as full of yourself. That's the worst thing on the planet. And love, and I'm sure you would say, the last thing you need is people that are full of themselves. But boy, if you have accomplishments, tell us about the experience, what made you a better person and will therefore make you a better employee for me. And love, maybe you could lend some perspective for the kids on that. Absolutely. I mean, I just can't impress upon you enough. If you're an athlete, it shows that you know how to work on a team. This is a person that knows about working on a team 
and working as a unit to get something done. So if you have things like that, clubs, sororities, some creative activities that you're involved in, highlight those, please. These are differentiators. These show us who you are. This is your standout moment. So you cannot miss your standout moments in life. Show us what makes you special. People say it's your superpower. Okay, I don't care. Call it your superpower. But it's what makes you unique and it's what makes you stand out. And that's going to really resonate with employees. And also, I love, I would imagine, getting back to the anecdote that we started with, you got that job because you told him in record time you wanted the job, right? So there's a lot of hesitancy sometimes with young people, just say it straight out. Right. I want to work with you. Right, right. You got, you got to ask for it. You got to just come out and say, listen, I know that I'm the right person for this job and I want it. I you want can't it. leave that to a guess. That, that's right. Once they get that first job, what makes them stand out to people that are in charge? What makes them really valuable and useful? What makes you valuable and useful on the job is this. This is going to sound kind of old school. Outworking someone. And what does that mean, outworking someone? I believe it was a quote from Will Smith when he said, I'm not the greatest actor. I'm not the smartest person. May not even be the greatest looking guy on the set. But while everyone else is doing something else, I'm honing my craft on the job. I'm figuring out how I can do it better. Cone said the same thing. Puff said, when I delivered newspapers, I wanted to stand out from the other newspaper kids out there. So I would take Mrs. Jones's paper because I knew she liked it this way. And I would lean it up against the door, right in between the screen and the door. So when she opened it up, it fell right in. You have to differentiate yourself from everyone. And you have to think about doing things different from everyone. That doesn't mean you're working 20 hours more than someone else. It doesn't mean that you take, you're not taking personal time off, but you're working smarter. And you're looking at all the ways that you can add value to what your position is. If you're going to sweep floors, Dr. King said, sweep them like you are sweeping the, the Taj Mahal. Be the best at whatever you do. And that's what differentiates because everybody else is just looking at it as a job. Hey, man, I'm just an analyst. I'm just going to crush these numbers. Oh, it's 4.30 and start packing my bag. <laughs> that's the wrong attitude because we see that too. But we see the person that's thinking, hmm, you know, maybe if I do my report this way, I know that my manager likes to read things on his, on his iPhone let me put it in a way that is iPhone friendly when I send in this report, because I know he reads it on Saturday mornings. Let me send this at Friday afternoon. Let me set up. That's the thinking that, that differentiates. And it doesn't sound like anything is too special. You're just doing it better than the next person. We talked a lot of earlier about standing out coming out of college, and I don't know if I can speak for anyone else, but I'm someone who has no idea what they want to do. I still have some time because I'm a junior, but is there anything, you know, that I should be doing now, especially being at home a lot more to put myself out there and um, get myself interested in different jobs or different careers? You, you have to look at the pros and cons of things. There's a whole lot of cons about our situation right now in this world with, with the coronavirus and all the other things that are going on. But the one thing that's been good that I've learned from the people I work with and family and friends is this has given them an opportunity to look inward, to figure out who they are and what they want to do. This is your opportunity to say, hmm, 
what is my dream job? What would I like to be? How can I reimagine myself? So I would spend time on first figuring that out. And once you figure it out, hey, these are the things I'm interested in. This is how I, I see myself and what I see myself doing. Then you come up with your plan of attack, your plan of, okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to work in this industry. I've read some trade magazines. These are the players. These are the influencers in this industry. How do I stand out? How do I get in touch with them? Who do I know that knows them? Who can get me in front of them? This is the time to map it out. You have the luxury of having this time to do that. So take advantage of what you do have. And this is the time for you to look inward and to kind of figure it out, put your game plan together. Fear is a great motivator. Don't let it paralyze you. Let it push you. I was scared out of my mind when I did most things from going on the road with NWA to taking a job at a global uh, advertising agency, but I didn't let it stop me. I said, hey, I don't know all the answers. I'll figure it out. I will use this fear to push me. I'll use it to learn more. I'll, I'll use it to make sure that I stand out and that I am better than the person that's sitting across from me and that I'm an asset to the organization. So let the fear push you. That was digital entertainment and technology entrepreneur, Love Welchel. You can find him on LinkedIn and in the agnostic chapter of my book, Primitive. Huge thanks to him for stopping by. And as always, thanks to Professor Drew and the students of Gettysburg College. Primitive Moves is hosted by me, Marco Greenberg, and produced by Caroline Glennon and Robert Scaramuccia. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. Until next week, keep trusting your primal instincts. Thank you.